so scared. I wish I had a ham sandwich to calm my nerves. <laughs> we gotta, like, find a place to hide. Where you going, fuzzy face? Back to the end. <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. Come on, wait for me. This is Back to the 80s, the radio show that introduces the 80s to a whole new generation. We're here to talk about the things that made that decade the best decade of them all. We're here every Friday and so glad you can make it to this very special rendition of Remembering the New Wave Age. With me, as he is every single Friday, is a man that has been known to carry 31 flavors of rum under his Lemmy of Motorhead hat. It's been said that metal music got its name after Chang threatened every metal rocker with a metal bat. We hear back to the 80s call him the Chang. Oh, my good friend Toscano, my favorite Italian since, of course, Chef Boyardee, my favorite Italian since the Italian that made pizza. Before we start the show... Let the bell give the rang. For it's time to sit with Toscano and Chang. Oh boy, do we have a special show for everybody. You know, and this and this show is brought to you by uh, by you guys, the fans. We have had uh, plenty of requests to do specials on new wave music and today is the day. So, Chang, before we get started with the topic of New Wave, I do want to give a special announcement. Because we gave uh, a little bit of news the Friday after the Super Bowl, I don't know if you remember the article that we read regarding Bruce Springsteen getting, um, you know, getting arrested. Well, for those of you who don't know, Bruce Springsteen had pleaded guilty, this is this past Wednesday, to charges that... Basically, driving under the influence, right? When they interviewed him, he said, I only had two small shots of tequila, bringing his alcohol uh, level to 0.02, which basically was well under the legal limit of 0.08. So all charges were dropped. He did, of course, have to pay $500 in a fine and $40 in court fees, which I am sure he's not going to have a problem paying. Wow. Now that is, uh, how could I say this? A shot in the butt when you're not expecting it. Uh, it, it, The funny thing is, he's the boss. Of course he was going to get off. But the funny thing is, uh, being famous, having oogles of, of millions... And to get such a small fine, oh my God, Tom Cruise is in the room, as he did. I find it appalling. I find it astonishing. I find it every bit ridiculous. And I will... uh, Why? Now, is this because it was the fine was so low? To me, it's on every level. Uh, Somebody uh, of the working class, somebody of poverty level. uh, First of all, let's get this straight, bro. And I I do not condone drinking and driving. I don't care how many you had. 
The Chang has made right. that stupid mistake in his past, and the Chang has learned from that mistake. But also, I've had my best friend killed due to uh, 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 under the influence of alcohol on the open road. I don't condone right. so this. It's a, I mean, it's a serious offense. It's a very serious offense. And I don't care if he had two shots, three shots. I don't care if it was uh, bath water that he was drinking. If he was under the influence, such a, a low fine is deplorable, I think. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, if it would have been else. you or me being pulled exactly. over with half a shot, my friend. Exactly. As a matter of fact, without even drinking anything at all, just having a can of Coca-Cola in there, it would have been a different story. Just for having, I don't know, a bottle of, uh, shoot, I drive with wine, a wine bottle all the yeah. time next to me sometimes when I come from the store. I don't open it, of course. And if it would have been me, it, you know, they, they, uh, they'd they give you, I don't know, a $50,000 fine yeah. and who knows how many months in jail. So, exactly. yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not fair. Now, a guy like me, you know what I look like. Our listeners, well, they might know who I look like. I don't know. I think I'll have to put a pay a picture of myself on uh, Facebook to let our lovely listeners know what the Chang really looks like. <laughs> but uh, a guy that would look like me would be dragged out of the vehicle, uh, carted after, only after I was dragged, beaten, kicked, uh, dehumanized, uh, read the, uh, my, my uh, rights to me before, because uh, anybody that knows the legal system, you are not proven innocent until proven guilty you are guilty till proven innocent and innocence only falls upon those who have the proper fiscal amount of money in the bank account or job and you will walk now bruce springsteen walked i know this is taking it off off guard but you know i do love my bruce springsteen i am a big fan of the e street band big fan of bruce springsteen but i being on the other side of the coin, the working man, the man of color, the man that uh, has a style that is unbefitting to the common man that the police force find reputable to be let go on such issues. So I have a very big problem with this. If you just joined us, this is Back to the 80s, the one and only show that brings back the 80s to a whole new generation. And that's right. Today, I have a special surprise because this is a two part show. See, see, the way it was going to work is like this. Today, we're going to be talking about music from 1980, 81, 82. The following Friday, we're going to be talking about 83 and 84. So sit back, relax, grab yourself your favorite brew, and join us on Back to the 80s. We're going to be right back with a bunch more of this madness. That's right. Don't you go nowhere. Grab a drink and tickle your fancy because we're going to get fancy up here at Back to the 80s. Toscano? I got an idea. Hey, if you listen to rock and roll radio in the 80s, then listen to this. Toscano and Chang, they will transport you back in time, back to the 80s. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. If they were a laxative, they'd be so powerful you could stand on your head and sh** on the ceiling. That position would not only be unavailing, 
but also undignified. And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back to the podcast that is a no-fraud pod. This is Back to the 80s. This is Chang of Toscano and Chang. I want to welcome you back tonight's topic, of course, Toscano, 80 to 82 new wave music. And before we jump into that, I have a fun fact, a Chang fun fact. Toscano, are you ready for this? I'm ready, man. Go ahead. Now, everybody of my 80s ladies and my 80s babies has to remember, in 1981, August 1st, the birth of, yes, yes, I'm a hater, MTV debuted on TV. I want my MTV. Call your cable company and say, I want my MTV. That's right. The legendary MTV, which was a somewhat radio stationed of the eye, not the mind, but the eye, where video made its presence. And on that day, the very first new wave song played. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Hold on to your seats. Put your seatbelts on. Throw your head in the toilet if you're like me and get ready to puke one up. The Buggles came out with Video Killed the Radio. And how many times have I stated this in all the years that you and I have sat beside each other on the microphone? that this was a very, very, the greatest slap in the face to terrestrial radio ever since. MTV is crap now. They don't even show music videos. It's a bunch of teenage reality crap condoning sex and stupidity. And I'm not an old fart. Hell no. I'm as hip as they come. Yeah, well, you know what? I I loved MTV when when MTV came out. I was glued to the television because I've always been a radio guy. And when I was at a very very young age when it came out, I was just glued to the TV because for me it was actually now I get to see what all the the artists look like, and to me it was it was fantastic. Now, granted. None of the videos made sense. Could you remember that? All these videos no. that they came up with back then, none of them made sense. Majority of the videos made had nothing to do with the uh, the song at all. Maybe nothing. some had storylines that were close, but not. It was all pretty much just a video shoot, and they were putting music behind. Kind of like a bad runway show where a bunch of models are, are stepping to the groove of a song that has nothing to do with what they're uh, – uh, promoting out there now do you remember the famous vjs of mtv oh who can forget of uh, martha quinn nina blackwood let's see nina blackwood who by the way do you remember what she looked like oh, right she was gorgeous she was a killer right sexy blonde rocker i think she's had one too many camels with no filters 
but good God, she was gorgeous. Who could forget the legendary J.J. Jackson of L.A. rock fame of terrestrial radio back in the days of KMET? A good friend of Jim Ladd, Triple J. Jackson is what they would call him, I believe, on KMET and KLOS for the short time that he was there. Also, there was Mark Goodman. Who could forget that? Uh, who could forget that perm? Mark Goodman was the all Mark Goodman needed was some rainbow mm-hmm. suspenders, and he was the guy to hang out with uh, at a park playing frisbee with Levi cut shorts. Who could forget? And then everybody forgets this guy, Alan Hunter. Yes, he was kind of the blonde, kind of quirky guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of had the little bit of a a mullet going, but he kind of had that. Uh, uh, Brian Adams kind of look, you know, the farm kind of kid. He had that feathered, yeah, he had yeah. that feathered hair that some that yeah. a lot of women had, and I'm sure he used Aquanet too. He had lesbian hair. Let's uh, let's just <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that's right. I said it. We're not going to cut it because here at Back to the 80s, we want to make you laugh, and everybody needs a good laugh. I no pun intended. I have no problem with with uh, uh, homosexuality at all. I have many, many cousins that are gay. No, not at all. You know, I was thinking about that, Chang. I was thinking about that the other day. You know, we we have this program called Back to the 80s, and people have to understand that people back in the 80s didn't get offended for every single little thing. So today, we want to talk about new wave music. And just to let you know, if you've just joined us, you can... Always join us every single day of the week, 24 hours a day through our Facebook page. And I want to encourage you guys to do so. So we're talking about the 80s, new wave music that was formed from the remnants of 70s punk rock. 80s new wave took the aggressive nature of punk, then added a little bit of dance beat to give it a little disco feel. And then through some of the keyboards, they gave it a distinct... 80s new wave sound. I think it was the birth of synthesized rock and roll, synthesized music. And uh, here's the the double-edged sword of what Chang thinks synthesized music uh, uh, brought to the the status of uh, music. I think the synthesized music that came into the 80s, it had its positive effects on certain bands and certain songs, sounding and styles, correct? It kind of created uh, a signature for certain bands and made them really stand above others to almost uh, a greatness of that era. But then also you have some synthesized music that was utilized in other forms of bands that were already noted for their great music without synthesizing it, such as Journey. Uh, that, Of course, this is a different realm of music with Van Halen. Synthesized rock sounded really good with Gary Newman, but it didn't do too good with The Cars, uh, which is a great band that came out back then. Human League, where the synthesized music kind of uh, Popeyes them and, and really kind of cheapened, I think, some of the bands and and didn't let them progress into the next level because synthesized rock has its positive and is negative. I don't know if I'm going off key. I don't know if you kept up with me out there, boys and girls. What do you think? Well, no, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, As a matter of fact, I I remember an interview they did in the 70s 
Jim Morrison. And he said, Oh, wait a minute. I think, uh, I think I seen the red phone go off behind you. This is the one and only back to the eighties. Who do I have on the other line? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Oh, is this? This can't be from beyond. It's our line from beyond. Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm up here with Ray Manzarek, and we're about to write another great Doors song, even though the other two guys are still alive, but they're getting old, so they should be up here right now. Riders on the storm, into your house we roam. Somebody grab me a bong, riders on the storm. Hey, everybody, this is Jim Morrison. How are you out there? I've been gone a long time. Uh, who am I talking to? Who called me? Well, actually, the phone rang in our studio, uh, Jim. This is Toscano from Toscano and Cheng here at Back to the 80s Radio. And our, mm, our... I've never heard of you Italian restaurant. Uh, what what do you fancy? <laughs> Pamela, please get me another. Well, you know what? Whenever our red phone from beyond calls, we never know who's on the other line. And it just happened to be you. Let me ask you, now that I have you on the line, I remember years ago when you were alive and walking this earth that you gave an interview and they asked you, what do you think that the future of music will be? And I remember very attentively that you said that the majority of music would be done through electronics or a lot of synthesizer being used. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, I did say that. I remember that, and I remember I had done a half ounce of smack. I had smoked a quarter pound of uh, Colombian gold <laughs> and barbiturates of that time. Forget to lose yeah, your mind. Yeah, I'm right. going to change your mind. Riders on the storm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we know your use of uh, of illegal substances there, Jim. Oh, Toscano. I wish you would have joined me in the doors back at the whiskey in the 1970s. It was a great. Well, you know what? I saw enough of you. Uh, I really enjoyed the music, but, you know, there were times when you got naked on stage and started doing obscenities. That I was going, yeah, I could do without that, especially like the time you started urinating on the I got to get out of here, man. I'm about to go talk to Jimi Hendrix on the next cloud. And uh, uh, next time I call to order pizza, you'll be the first guy to order there, Toscano. Oh, now you said Toscano and Chang. Is that kind of an Italian Chinese restaurant? Oh, yeah. I got to get out of here, man. <laughs> All right. Take, take care, Jim. I hope to talk to you soon. Jim Morrison, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you just never know who, who calls on that, uh, on our Red From Beyond line. I can't believe that, that uh, we get in touch with so many people from beyond the next realm, Toscano. I, I mean, I'm afraid to uh, say that uh, maybe one of these days Ronald Reagan or somebody like that of that magnitude may call. Maybe Pablo Escobar. They've been, they've been on the line before. If you've just joined us, we are talking about new wave music of the 80s. In particular, we want to mention to you that the main years of the 80s new wave were from 1980 to 84. I mean, after 84, Madonna, Michael, uh, Prince, Bruce, and really others took music away from new wave and more towards a pop rock feel. Right. And so I want us to take a look at some of the bands that brought the 80s new wave on the scene and to the top of the charts in the early 80s. You know, 
People like the Cars, Blondie, you know, you mentioned Talking Heads, Devo, were some of the early pioneers of the 80s new wave. And That's right. Don't forget you 2 and The Cure, your favorite Well, believe band. it or not, yeah, and, and bands like uh, U2, uh, The Cure, even, uh, you know, Billy, Billy Idol at times, were, they were like brushing the fence on that thin line. Yeah, you know, as you bring up Billy Idol, Billy Idol, I remember him in the punk rock band, Generation X. Billy, Billy Idol kind of wasn't new wave to me. He was kind of a pop rock. But I will say, how about Oingo Boingo, Depeche Mode? Well, brother? definitely. In in excess. Especially, like, for example, in the UK, the Joy Division, Joe Jackson, the police, mm-hmm. uh, the Boomtown Rats, they, they, you know, they were some, some early, some of the early adopters of this new wave sound. However, the album that really defined new wave's signature synthesizer-based sound and brought the movement to the forefront had to be Gary Newman's The Pleasure Principle. And the signature song of that album was, of course, Cars. Here in my car. Here in my car, I go safest of all. I can lock on my cars. It's the only way to live in cars. If you don't remember, Cars is a song by Gary Newman, and his debut single was released as the lead single from his debut studio album, The Pleasure Principle. And let me give you a little a little touch of Gary Newman. That's Cars. First release credited solely to Gary Newman after he dropped the band name Tubeway Army. He said it was the first time he had written a song with the intention of maybe it could be a hit, maybe not. That was Gary Newman, who came up with the song in 1979, but it wasn't released until late of August 21st, uh, 1979, in the UK. And it didn't hit number one until it came to the United States in 1980. Now, I recall that song. You know, that was a pretty cool song. I got to give it up for Gary Newman because I believe uh, uh, he was one of the first artists back in the 80s in the New Wave era that uh, I think he was pretty much open with his uh, bisexuality. Uh, I think he had a, a an odd look that was captivating, very stylish, which uh, you could kind of... Uh, say maybe model like yeah he wore that heavy so, eyeliner too and, and yes, a suit exactly yeah it, it was kind of like a, a a modern day model you could have you could have actually seen that guy walking the catwalk at one time he created a fashion within his own music but i believe gary newman kind of evolved out of uh, bands like devo uh you know what i mean soft cell human league uh, bands of that nature uh, you could even say Simple Minds, yeah. which was a great band, New Wave. Uh, Simple, Wines, Simple Minds did use a little bit of synthesized, but that lead singer, remember him? He had the orange hair. He was a redhead. The guy could sing like he was a soul brother. I mean, it, it's 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 great that we're, we're going to talk about tonight so many artists that take us back into the New Wave. Uh, and we can we can bring up artists and, and take our listeners back to that time, but we can also bring out 
the roots of where new wave came from and possibly some of the roots that certain new wave bands did start which started a lot of other new wave bands which transcended into other types of music uh, like you said uh, we could we could talk about uh, the go-go's in excess uh, uh, like you said Joe Jackson yeah. bands that were of the new uh, new wave kind of uh, era uh, background but then they evolved into something a little bit more different a little bit more special yeah and you know what uh, speaking of special songs the English band the vapors from their 1980 yes. album Nuclear Days came up with this song Song. Now this song was turning Japanese by the Vapors and it was an international hit becoming the song for yes. which the Vapors were best known for. Yes. And basically if you don't know the lyric describes the narrator being separated from a woman that he loved and he was just preoccupied with her photos. And this mm-hmm. turned into turning Japanese. What did you think, Chang, of uh, Turning Japanese by the Vapors when you, you heard it? You know what's it? funny? As a matter of fact, when this song came out, this is pretty much when the name that I go by, the Chang, was given to me by my uh, buddies at Montebello High School. Uh, we were in a group called the Boys League. We don't dance. We don't date. We prefer to drink and masturbate. That was our logo. <laughs> that was your uh, slogan? From High School. <laughs> yes. You want that logo again? <laughs> okay. Yeah, what was that again? Now, the name Chang that I go by, that everyone does know me as, was given to me by my buddies, especially my late great buddy, uh, Remy Barraza, who is no longer here. And they used to play this for me constantly because they gave me that nickname because, you know, I fancy Asian women at that time. Yeah. I was going out with many, 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 many Asian girls then. So that was a song that they would play for me, and I got this name. So it's it's uh, fitting. I sit here and I smile as I hear it, uh, and I get a, somewhat of a tear because I do miss my late my late great best friend. Yeah, but uh, you know it, it it brings a smile because it, it takes me back home. You know what? You let know me what I mean? let uh, me give you a piece of a fun fact. Okay, for American pop culture, as. This song was actually misinterpreted by American pop culture because the repeated lyric saying, I think I'm turning Japanese, was widely believed by Americans, okay, leave it to the Americans, to describe an orgasm induced by masturbating. But actually, it was intended to describe teen angst or alienation after a romantic breakup. I mean, who in their right mind would understand that this song was talking about uh, masturbation when it was actually talking about a romantic breakup. I would say anybody that was like uh, Tipper Gore, anybody <laughs> that's conservative, anybody that uh, hid behind the good book and judged everybody hypocritically wise and then hid behind the righteous book and said, oh no! Another song from 1980 was a song that has been killed to death on Los Angeles radio because they believe that Devo only came up with one song and that's this song that we all know as Whippet. Oh, 
Interestingly enough, the American rock band Devo, from their third album, Freedom of Choice, 1980, of course. Great album. It was a new wave synth pop song that featured, of course, synthesizer, electric guitar, bass guitar, and drums all into one. But of course, the signature sound that that transcended it all was that uh, rockish slash punkish style that only Devo can share with the world. Now, Devo is a prime example of what, like I stated earlier, uh, the difference of uh, synthesized music, what it brought to certain bands and certain artists, and what it took away from certain bands and certain artists. And Devo is a, a top-notch band where synthesized music enhanced uh, their music creativity, their musical sound, and it gave them a great following. So it kind of uh, it enhanced what was already there of uh, musical genius, if if I can say lightly. Devo was one of those bands that would come up with a hit, and you could find them on Billboard Hot 100 all the time. And Whip It became a hit single and found instant chart success in not only in yes. the United States, but abroad. Uh, I don't know if our listeners are aware, you are, the Mother's Brawl, uh, of Brothers that were two of the founding members of Devo, later created for Nick at Night. You remember Nickelodeon? The Rugrats cartoon that many of uh, many children have grown up watching. I know my, my, my daughter watched the Rugrats. My children watched. I'm sure your kids did. That's a fun fact for everybody out there. So when you're looking at the credits and you see the Mother's Brawl uh, brothers, those are the two founding members of Devo. I bet you, I don't know if you under, you knew that, my brother. I, had, I hadn't the slightest idea. Just like I had no idea, Chang, that in September of 1980, considered to be New Wave, in us in at least in this particular song mm-hmm. from a band that I used to listen to quite often from their third album Zenyara Mondana the one and only the police with don't stand so close to me Now, Toscano, it, oddly enough, this is another song uh, that was uh, kind of hexed with that taboo because it's, it, it was uh, about a teacher, a story about uh, feelings for uh, a student, yeah. which have we've seen all over the news, so many teachers getting uh, in trouble and losing their jobs and well, going to yeah. jail for this uh, type of pedophilage that's gone awry in our schools. Do you remember back in the 80s, there was uh, quite a bit of of that kind of story in the news mm-hmm. when, uh, you know, students either from high school, even junior high in some cases, uh, were involved with their teachers. And this, of course, this song concerned a schoolgirl and the teacher, which led to an affair. Right. And then in turn was discovered. Mm-hmm. Now, oddly enough, uh, you know, uh, here at Toscano and Chang, we're not going to condone any kind of wrong behavior, but I'm going to have to go on a limb right now, brother, because you know the Chang. <laughs> I, I know what now, you're going to say. Trust me. I I'm ahead. Was that fortunate a young boy 
eager to would clean. Would you ever? And, would you ever tell on her? And I had a hot. Now, if it was a hot teacher, no, I would not tell. If she, well, of course, of course. I would have just, hey, man, I'm going for an A plus. I will stay after school and clean the floors. I will grade papers. I will do things to you like you have never had a grown man do to you before because I'm at the rightful young age of being a magnetic torpedo with a sack. I would have never ratted out any of my females. Never, never. I always used to think that when I was a kid and when I was a teenager, I was going, I can't believe that guy snitched on his teacher. Yeah. Look at her. I would have never said anything until I was like in, the, in my 40s. Now, trip out on this. I, I'm sure you had the same scenario. When we were in high school, there, we had this one girl in our class, and she was freaking amazingly hot. Uh, her initials are RG for any of my good friends at Montebello High School listening. I'm pretty sure you may know who she is. Uh, she was a uh, an aide to the sports trainer in uh, our football program and other sports. She was a knockout. She looked like she was 22, 23 on top, but she was in her class. And she would mess around with some of the football coaches. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, bro. And this was kind she of was, well she was known. doing. She, yeah. she was a nasty one. Oh, huh? she she was killer. She, but if I were to show you a picture, you'd be like, whoa, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> she made the, sta- the Chang stand at all four posts. But yet she would never look at the Chang because I was – pretty much the bad boy you know what i mean yeah i was the only guy on the football team that had uh, long hair and re- you know refused to cut it which ended up me you know, i gave up uh, sports because hey we're gonna hold you down c- cut your hair and i remember looking at the couch well i'm gonna have to assault at least the first six guys that come at me so <laughs> you're not gonna cut my hair because i'll get kicked out of school i'll get expelled i'll probably go to jail yeah. Uh, and then when I get out of jail, I'll come after you. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know, regarding Don't Stand So Close to Me, the police won the 1982 Grammy Award for Best Rock Performance by a duo or group with vocals for this particular song. And I did, I never knew that the police was even considered uh, in that same genre as a new wave at all throughout their entire career. Uh, you know what? I didn't either. I have... Uh... I, I think that should be corrected because I don't think that they are new wave. I would kind of. Well, it, they, they're not really new wave, but rock. it falls. Certain songs fall under that. So I don't really know what the criteria is for the people who are organizing all these songs in the charts. Right. But apparently Don't Stand So Close to Me was one of those songs that uh, fell under that banner, just like this following one, which 100% falls into that genre. It was an anti-war song by the synth pop group OMD. For those of you who don't know, that's Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. And the only single from the band's 1980 album Organization. This is Enola Gay. I don't know if you are aware of the meaning of the song, or at least of this particular track, but it talks about the atomic bombing of Hiroshima by the aircraft uh, Enola Gay on the 6th of August of 1945. 
towards the end of World War II. And it was, of course, written by vocalist, bassist, guitarist Andy McCluskey. Okay, now, I was not aware of that story, and here's the reason why, okay? Now, I'm going to, I'm going to give this to you really quick. Uh, I never listened to that song all the way through to get the justification of the storyline or the lyrics. <laughs> did, you, that song did you always change it when it came oh, on the radio? Man. Oh, my that, gosh. Of as course. you played that song, I of could course. not decide if I wanted to wet my pants, vomit, <laughs> close the door on my head five to six times, possibly choke myself around the Chang Bang. But good Lord. No, my friend. That song. You know, I, I think you're missing out. I think you're missing out because it was an international success, selling more than... Five million copies of that particular track. Well, I didn't track. buy one of those. So it was enduring. How many did you buy? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I didn't have any of the tracks, but whenever I came on, remember I've told you this on multiple occasions. I was everywhere, every single genre. I loved the music, and I really, really did like uh, new wave and and uh, synth music. I did like it. I enjoyed it quite a bit, especially from uh, bands like OMD, along with their 1986 If You Leave. Oh, so you're a big fan so, of this crappy but, band. Well, right on to you, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Woo! gosh. Have a uh, drink on me. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is Back to the 80s. When we come back, we'll have more hate from the Chang and more madness from... Toscano and Chang, don't go away. Back to the 80s. Taking you on a trip to a better time. A time when America used to win at things. When we won the Cold War by arming Afghanistan. When we beat Russian boxers by jogging in the woods. When a welder could become a dancer. When a poor immigrant could become, through the power of music, a guru to a generation. You're listening to Back to the 80s. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment. Oops, wrong station. <clears throat> now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Che. Nowhere, and I've lost my light. For I toss and turn, I can't sleep at night. Once I ran to you. Oh my God, I love this song. Hi, everybody, boys and girls, ladies especially, anybody on this side of the coin especially. This is your boy. Give me a holler, a scream, a snacky snacky on my tushy tush. It's me, Rod Steele. That's right. The official, that's right, bitches, official hairstylist of Toscano and Chang back to the 80s. No one touches these boys like I do. Sorry, Mrs. Chang and Mrs. Tusky. Their hair is mine. Speaking of mine, oh my God, I can't believe these two ginormous heartthrob bastards would play this song for me. 
Soft Cell was one of my most favorite songs back in the 80s when I was just a young thing. <laughs> Tender thing. Oops, I dropped my soap. <laughs> oh, Soft Cell reminded me of I always wanted to be in prison and call my cellmate Soft Sally. Soft Sally, Soft Sally. Anyway, I've got a friend of mine that's going to sit in the, in the studio with me while Toscano and Chang. I put hair relaxer in their hair. They're going to come out feeling vigorous, strong, and sexy. Mm. My guy Kai is with me. Kai, sweet bear, love cakes. Kissy, kissy, where are you, sweetie? Hi, Roddy. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Oh, wait a minute. Chang-tastic. He likes me to throw his name in there. You know, just sweet nothing because his wife does it. Roddy, you know, I I know you know why I call you Roddy, because you remind me of Roddy McDowell from the Planet of the Apes. Oh, my. Mm, I want a monkey back roll, you monkey, 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 nibble, nibble, nibble. Oh, you're hairy like an animal. I'm going to peel you like a banana, Kai, my guy, you naughty boy. Now, do you do you remember Soft Cell? Oh, yes. It's something with rubber walls and something like where I want to put you in and just punish you. Ah. My God, it takes me back into the 80s when I would go down to Florentine Gardens with some of my friends, you know, and they would have gay night, straight night, and then there was new wave night. And I just could not get enough blow and go from the sailors and the boys out there. I used to dance all night to new wave music. I think I met you there, Rye, my sweet guy. I think you were dating a guy named Alan, or was it, uh, or was it Almer? I don't remember, but I remember uh, taking you back to the restroom, the urinal, and uh, we were powdering our noses, sniff, sniff, whiffle, whiffle. I'm going to take a tiffle. And uh, I remember you uh, looked at me and you said, oh, my God, your hair looks so boy George. And we just became the besties right then and there. The besties, girl. That's right. Buddy, I got to go. I've got my car turned on and South Cell full blast. Mm, I want to turn you on in a car. Anyway, I got to go. Toscano and Chang will be right back. I'm going to go take them out right now as a relaxer. We're going to play another great song, and then the boys will be back. Love you, Hoots. Remember, if it's not yours, take it anyway. <laughs> right. Now I'm going to pack my things and go. Tainted love. Tainted love. That's right, we're back here, back to the 80s, the one and only show that brings back the 80s to a whole new generation. This is Toscano from Toscano and Chang. I don't know what happened while we were gone, but this is Tainted Love by Soft Cell. You know, Toscano, it smells like vanilla and old flannel cologne in the studio. Yeah, here it's, yeah, it smells a little bit of like uh, English leather and uh, what was that? Brute. Brute. I bet you Rod Steele put us in the, in the relaxer mode with our hair. And he, I bet you he came in here and he started playing around with the buttons because, you know, he <laughs> likes to pull and push things. And I bet you he probably put on one of his uh, favorite tunes. He brought his aide with him, right? His favorite guy, Kai, the uh, favorite guy guy? I think so. All I know is I saw two guys acting pretty suspicious, and I knew they were up to something no good. You know what? You got to love them, though. And speaking of love, we're talking about tainted love. Of course, 
uh, by the British synth pop duo Soft Cell. And in 1981, they came up with Tainted Love. Uh, I've had a lot of Tainted and, Love. And you know what? This is one of the, and once again, this is one of those songs that is. Now, Toscano, was this, uh, uh, was this on your mixtape? This was definitely on my mixtape. And unfortunately, unfortunately, it's a song that's been drilled uh, here in local radio stations as if the band only came up with this song. You got to do us a favor. If you're a lover of Back to the 80s and anything 80s, when you hear an artist, when you hear a a particular song, for example, like this particular one, check out their album, right? Check out their album and see what other songs are on that album and listen to the entire. See, that's one of the great things about listening to, for example, uh, a record from beginning to end. You get to hear the entirety of what that artist wanted to wanted to share with the world, you know, because I'm sure that particular artist, they took their time. They they worked hard to come up with, with a single in this case, but it wasn't their only mm-hmm. song, right? They wanted you to hear all of their music. Well, that was the beauty, I think, of vinyl, uh, because uh, so many times you don't want to really skip uh, to another song on vinyl because you're afraid of scratching that new album up. But when you have a cassette, you could, you know, stop it, fast forward it, play it back. Oh, I'm almost over. So you kind of uh, it's easier to uh, get away from a lot of the other hits that bands put out on a certain album or a a release. I'll call it a release rather than an album or a cassette or a CD. It's always a release. And uh, the beauty of of, uh, vinyl is you have to listen to the album in its entirety because you want that album to be pristine. You don't want to damage it. And as you listen along, you tend to start grooving to the beat of different songs. And that's one thing that I noticed in terrestrial radio. Uh, we didn't get to do that except for certain stations that would play A and B sides in their entirety. We don't see right. that at all now. No, uh, not know, at you all. You can get individuals that will download one song and they're not really going to sit through and download that entire album. Do you agree? No, I think one of the biggest things that has been lost was is the love for the art of music in general. Mm-hmm. Because people skip around, they have playlists of their favorite, and they don't right. go beyond that. Like, for example, here's a fun fact of the song Tainted Love. Mm. It was composed by Ed Cobb, formerly by the Four Preps, who was an, that was an American group, which was an originally recorded song by Gloria Jones in 1964. And a lot of people didn't know this. I didn't know that. Yeah, and, but it didn't attain worldwide fame until being reworked by Soft Cell in 1981. Wow. That's amazing. So that was probably a very classical piece uh, with the original artist, right? Yeah, you. I mean, you can go back, you can go on YouTube and type in Gloria Jones' Tainted Love, and you'll hear the original. You know what, Toscano? I'm going to do that, and when we get off air, I think I'm going to post that on our Facebook page. And uh, here's something I think to our lovely listeners and our Facebook followers, and I'm going to bring this up to you. I'm going to start posting up a fantastic musical event, and I'm going to call this uh, these posts that I will do. I also do a post on my own page, Changsters, Gangsters of Rock, uh, if you want to li- uh, tune in yes, to that on Facebook. It's kind of uh, radio via Facebook. I call it FBFM. And I think I'm going to bring to our Back to the 80s page, 
I'm going to call this musical segment I'm going to endeavor in called Chantastics. And what I'm going to do for our listeners at Toscano is I'm going to post great songs from the 80s, hits, and possibly a B-side hit that you're not familiar with by the same band. And I will do this nightly, and I will do it in a twofer. So I will do two 80s artists with two songs, one a hit, the other one another track off that album. And let's see if we can get our our, uh, listeners and our viewers and our friends of Facebook to uh, bite on and see if uh, they want to indulge in this. And feel free to go ahead and and hit me in Toscano with a band that you may want me to put my Cantastic spill on. What do you think, Toscano? Do you think that's something inviting we should do? I think you should definitely get on that as soon as possible because I know people are going to love it. We should start reintroducing the way – Artists really wanted you to hear their music and the mm-hmm. way radio should have always have been and not change because of corporate, uh, these big mega corporate uh, companies that decided to buy uh, a thousand radio stations and turn them into just a, a bunch of cookie cutter stations. Here's another one of the groups that, of course, is also from the UK. And here's a song that you hear quite often, but is still making their rounds from 27th of November, 1981. That's right. This is Don't You Want Me by The Human League. This is the band's best known and most commercially successful song. It, it, it was it was basically the 1981 Christmas number one in the UK where it sold over 1.5 million albums. They had, they had other big hits that fortunately were played on the radio and still are. And we're going to talk about them of course, in in another show because we've still got some room to cover other songs. Here's this next band is a band that I um I didn't really listen to very often because uh, it just uh, I thought the main singer was kind of weird, and I'm talking about Talking Heads. Oh, I knew you were gonna. I now, knew you were gonna bring. I knew you were gonna bring out the dick hater in yourself. We'll call you Rich Hater <laughs> now. Now, I, I really don't say, you know, many times I don't say, well, here's a song that I didn't like. Oh, yes, you but, have. Uh, may I remind no, no, I you? I know, I know. And I will say that once in a while. The B-52s? Yeah, oh, yeah, well, that's one. Oh, dang, I hate one, them. Yeah, that's one, <laughs> that's one band I hate. But but this was, this was a song that I just thought that he was so weird. And this is Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads. You may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. You may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? Now, tell me, this guy was kind of weird. You, I mean, you must have David Byrne, a great vocalist. Yeah. 
I mean, he he was a little on the weird side. And this was the lead single from their fourth studio album called Remain in the Light from 1980, which was released on February the 2nd, just a few days before your birthday and my birthday. Right. And uh, I don't understand how you could hate I, the talking okay, heads. Okay, I never said... The talking heads. I never said that I hated talking heads. Oh, okay. I just, now, the talking heads was a cutting-edge band uh, similar to Roxy Music, yeah. uh, similar to the style that David Bowie uh, brought out. Now, that, I think, thinking about, upon it now, David Bowie and uh, Lou Reed, they're some of the forefathers of the new wave-type music. Would you not agree? Definitely. I would definitely agree. And, you know, what I would also agree on is that this following band that we're going to talk about has been a request. You may ask yourself. <laughs> My God, how did I get here? Uh, this following band is a request from one of our very, very special um, listeners of Back to the 80s. Oh, I know who this The sexy band. All those guys were hot. That's right. So the person requesting the song or the requesting us to talk about the, the band is Beverly Blevins Staley. And she actually wanted to hear an entire Hi, show, uh, you know, dedicated to Duran Duran. And we're really trying because we have a very special surprise. And as soon as they're done with their recording of their new, new album. Oh, you just might hear Duran Duran on Back to the 80s. This single became Duran Duran's top ten breakthrough. Of course it did. Hot chicks. Picking it. Uh, hot dudes in a band with hot chicks. Now, personally, I mean, this is one of the pioneers as well of New Wave yes. in the 80s. Okay? Not New Wave yes. when it first started, but New Wave in the Retro 80s. Retro New Wave. Correct. Wherever they would go, they would cause a sensation. And, as a matter of fact, this is one of the very few bands out there that if you hear them today, they sing exactly the same. They have not lost anything of the voice. They don't look the same, but they sound exactly the same. You've got to give it up. <laughs> and on. there you go. You know, I know and you probably you go. think I'm a hater of the Duran Duran. You know what I mean? But I'm not. Now, I was going to do a skit when we talked about Duran Duran, because everybody in the 80s remembers Dur Roberto Duran. No mas, no mas. So there's no mm -hmm. mas, no mas. Roberto Duran, the, Duran, the boxer, Duran, yes. Duran. But That's you right. know what? It was a. I thought it was a, a very talented young core of, of uh, musicians. I think that uh, uh, they were phenomenal in the style that they got their fame in, and I also think that they had the genius and the talent 
to transcend their band into whatever form of music that they would have played. Uh, nor shorter than of something maybe you too could have done. I always thought that Duran right. Duran was a very, very talented band. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the uh, players in Duran Duran later on went and did his own music. The Power Station with Robert Palmer back in the You're era. right. And it was this song really criticized, you know, Girls on Film, especially with their video. When the video of Girls on Film came out on MTV. It was X-rated, my brother. Yeah, people actually can uh, compared it with porn. Yes, back then uh, it was pretty risque, and it falls right so, back into the category like we discussed uh, the last couple of breaks: uh, the censorship yeah. on music, the attack on music from uh, conservative America. Yeah, you know, you're, you're taking away a freedom. Great video, by the way, my brother. Good God, great! What what better video? You have a group, a band with a bunch of smoking hot dudes. And then you put a bunch of hot chicks in, in makeup on there. It's like, hoorah, <laughs> Lee. I would have been a cameraman and died seven die, seven deaths over to be on that shoot, my brother. Wouldn't you have? Definitely. This following band, or I should say front man and singer, first huh? released a single in the UK in October 1982 and subsequently included on the EP Blinded by Science. And the second edition of Thomas Dolby's uh, debut album, The Golden Age friend. of Wireless. Interesting title, right? Back then in 1982. The Golden... Thomas Dolby had a very original sound. You know what I mean? But he's kind of like a one-hit wonder. Thomas Dolby looked like Elton John discovered crack and got electrocuted at the same time. This is... That's how Thomas Dolby looked to me. And, you know, no, you know, all due respect to the great Elton John. You can't, nobody can top (laughs) Elton. But... When I saw that guy with uh, that video, that's what I thought. Wow, that's what Elton John would look like on crack if he put a fork in the outlet and got electrocuted. This is Thomas Dolby Dolby with She Blinded Me With Science. Take a listen. This was viewed as a success in the United States, but it only peaked at number five on the Billboard Hot 100 in two weeks at number one in Canada's RPM magazine. But it definitely scored among the top 50 in Dolby's native UK. Now, I wonder if uh, did, was that song used in Weird Science? No, no, or but you would have you would assume that it was, right? She blinded yes. me with signs. Yes. And no, they went with, uh, of course, Oingo Boingo's Weird Science. Uh, yeah. Weird Science. Oh, yes. Oingo Boingo, a great, a great new yeah, way. And back. we'll definitely talk about Oingo Boingo as well. But along with uh, Thomas Dolby, there was a band from another land, a land down under. Oh, yes. In a fight on a hippie trail head full of zombies. I met a strange lady, she made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And she said, Do you come from a land down under? 
great band. Men at Work. I mean, th- here's another band. Uh, I think if they would have given a little bit more time uh, and, and, and mixed it up a little bit, I think they had the potential to do something and last longer than they did rather than just uh, something in the 80s. Now, <laughs> what's fitting is the name of the band, Men at Work. <laughs> okay, can you imagine seeing the lead singer with a street sign directing traffic that says Minute Work. You you don't know if he's looking straight at you or the car on the left. So who's that sign really going to? Stop? <laughs> Minute Work? Who are you looking at? Did you at? know that Down Under is perceived as a patriotic song in Australia and it remains yes, popular yeah. and is often played even in sporting events? And the song, yeah. Isn't that a, I mean, it's widely known here in the United States. Well, they play it everywhere. Yes. Uh, is it on a heavy trail half full of zombies? <laughs> what a line. You know what I mean? I met a strange lady. She made me nervous. She took me in, she and, took gave me me in and gave breakfast. me breakfast. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I've always wanted to... And he's you know what? The funny thing is I've always, I've always wanted to know what a Vegemite sandwich tasted like. I am afraid because I hear a Vegemite is actually pretty, pretty disgusting. I, I would think that's a vegan sandwich. Sandwich. Yeah, something like that, but it, I don't know. It just uh, it kind of it kind of scares me. Vegemite? No, I don't want a veg of nothing. I'll take a veg of nothing. <laughs> Moving on, you'll know this band. Of course, we're talking about the one and only A Flock of Seagulls with their one of their one-hit wonders. <laughs> the song is called I Ran. I only remember hearing this song on MTV. Uh, very rarely did I hear it on terrestrial radio. I think maybe every now and then on K-Rock. But uh, whenever I hear uh, uh, Joe Jackson, uh, you know who it reminds me of? Bruce Hornsby. So I don't listen again. <laughs> there, next song. You gotta remember Give me something else. A lot of the bands they were so ostentatious, they were so over the top. You know, part of the reason that a lot of people think that the eighties was all these weird hairstyles. For the women, don't get me wrong, we know that was true. Aquanet was the craze back then. Yeah, and, and for the guys, of course, the, there were the mullets and things like that. But not everybody had these oh, wacky yeah. hairstyles. Uh, but of course, the bands, the bands were over the top. All right, let's jump because we're out of time here. We've got a couple more songs and then we got to call it a night. And uh, one of those people calling it a night was Joe Jackson with uh, his hit single, Steppin' Out, written 1982. And the album was Night and Day. This was a song inspired by Jackson's time in New York City, and it was the highest charting single in America in 1982. 
you know, it was uh, it was a song of anticipation and excitement of driving around downtown, and it just became an instant success. And you know what, Chang? This was one of this is one of those forgotten '80s songs that. I mean, I don't remember hearing on any radio station, not even like on Sirius XM radio. They played the majority of the biggest variety of songs. I haven't even heard this song anywhere. I only remember hearing this song on MTV. Uh, very rarely did I hear it on terrestrial radio. I think maybe every now and then on K-Rock. But uh, whenever I hear uh, uh, Joe Jackson, uh, you know who it reminds me of? Bruce Hornsby. So I don't listen again. There, next song. Give me something else. And last but not least, to top off this show, we got a song for you that's really one of the forgotten greats of 1982. And this is a song called Don't Go, and it's by British synth-pop band Yazoo, or otherwise known here in the United States as Yaz. <laughs> and it was released in 1982. It peaked at number one th- uh, three times on the UK singles chart, becoming Yaz's second top number five hit. And, of course, uh, we didn't want to call him Yazoo here in the United States or in Canada, <laughs> so we decided to change our name to Yaz. And every time you'd hear him on the radio, everybody knew that this song was Don't Go by Yaz. Wow. Now, I have to tell you, this song was on my number one, my number one list. Here we go. For song, we go. songs that I thought sucked more than yeah. anything. That was and number one. Is. And there it is. Yaz, Yazoo, Hachu, Kiss My Wazoo. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Back to the 80s. The show that introduces the 80s to a whole new generation and more. Don't forget to write in if you want to drop us a little line letting us know a suggestion for a show topic through our Facebook page. We will always do our best to answer you in a timely manner. On behalf of Toscano and Chang, I'm Toscano. Wishing you guys a great week. Thanks for joining us on another edition of the one and only Back to the 80s. We'll see you guys next week. God bless you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hombres and hombros, this is a Chang before I release you into another Changtastic weekend. Remember, stay lifted and gifted. Remember, we are one race, the human race. Go out and make somebody smile and always go out and stand up for something bigger than you. So until next weekend, I bid you an adios, arrivederci, sayonara, hasta mañana, hasta la vista, hasta la luego. And to all my homies in the barrio, orale.